Welcome back to High School Days. This is Season 1, Episode 13 with Richard Rojo. Richard is a fellow podcaster and host of the Dads On podcast. He's a good friend that I met through co-ed softball, and it's always good talking to him. We're going to let this episode ride out. It's not going to have any interludes, just all conversation. I hope you enjoy. I want to welcome Mr. Richard Rojo to the podcast, and um, we're going to talk, I guess, podcasting, the art of it, and uh, I just, yeah, I I really appreciate you coming on because I've been on your podcast a, a couple of times, and um, you've always been really supportive and um, always make me look a lot better than I think I am. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I just appreciate you coming on. And um, yeah, I, and my hope is that we can explain a little bit more about like just podcasting in general and also the podcast, um, th- this podcast, so High School Days and kind of the, the backing of it and the idea behind it. So, um, so, yeah, I'll let you finish an introduction of yourself. Let us know who you are, what you do. And, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, my, my name is Richard, as Renee said, Richard Rojo, if you will. Um, <laughs> and it, it's so cool to, to be on this show. You know, it's something that we've, you and I have always had, you know, somewhat of a, a pretty close relationship since we've met. And, mm-hmm. you know, seeing both of us grow as far as, you know, getting married and having kids and, you know, being dads now. And that's kind of, you know, something we'll talk about later on. But, you know, I'm I'm super stoked to be on the show of of all the podcasts that we've done. You know, we, with my show, our show, we've done just over seventy episodes, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that I've ever been a guest on another podcast. So I'm pretty yeah. stoked. That's cool. Yeah, and and um, do you want to tell people what your podcast is? The name of it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Our podcast is called the Dads On Podcast, and uh, what what we do pretty much, you know, we we're just a group of dads. We started off as four of us and, you know, just hanging out and, and, you know, basically just kind of getting an escape and sitting down and having a beer and talking about what it is to be a a young dad in this day and age, you know, things have changed drastically in the last few months, of course, but even before that, you know, it's just a a new generation of dads, you know, growing a, a even newer generation of children and it, the the landscape is just so completely different than from when we were even growing up. Yeah. And, you know, like, like, you, like we've said, you've been on our show a couple times. And one of the big things that we always talk about is, you know, just how, how we're changing, you know, the culture of a dad, quote unquote, you know, yeah. the, the millennial dad, if you will. You know, <laughs> people throw that millennial term around a lot of times and it kind of gets negative connotations behind it. But it, it's kind of a, an innovator, you know, if you will. Yeah. So no. so we're kind of we're kind of leading the charge as far as changing the family dynamics, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I've always given you guys kudos on, on your show because I think it's a it's an environment that I think for me, I I needed. And um, it just to have that group of like support system of other guys around my age talking about things that even if it's about sports or, or other things in the media that are going on, just the just topics that I kind of pique my interest. Uh, so I think it's always been a good like mix of that. And um, and yeah, like I just I mean, I I was excited to be on that on your podcast the, the last few times because it because of that it's like a very barbershop feel right like when you think yeah, of the traditional yeah. barbershop that you go most of the time people don't even go get a haircut it's just to kind of chat 
kind of shoot the shit and, and have a good time. You know what I mean? So right. um, that's what I appreciate about, about you. And especially you, I think you have a, a voice um, that I think kind of transcends like radio and, and podcasts. Like it's just a voice that I think is almost like attentive. It pulls you in. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've always appreciated just your, your, your friendship, I guess. And also just like your willingness to like, let me go kind of, kind of talk your guys ear off. Um, on yeah. Your show. I don't know. I, it's a good thing. There's no video on here. You'd see me blushing right now, <laughs> but no, I, I think, I think, you know, like I said before, you know, we, we've met each other, you know, through softball, you know, just kind yeah. of a summer <laughs> hangout. My cousin put a team together, you're friends with them. We all kind of intermingled and, you know, even through that small summer, you know, you build relationships and they're relationships that go forever. Yeah. And, you know, as, as much as we, you know, we can accredit each other for doing this, that, and the other. Like, even me seeing you as an artist grow, or you know, some of the the mutual friends that we know as artists grow, it's like you know, you guys are inspiration to me as well to be like, you know, what you can do something that you're passionate about, regardless if it's art or music or podcasting or writing, whatever it may be. Like, it's it's never too late to to jump into that passion. You yeah. know. I love that. I love that you bring that up because I think um, I didn't know what this podcast was going to become. Like I, I still don't really. Um, I yeah. think for me, it's it was a way of connecting with people during the pandemic. Um, and I, and even I've had this conversation with you previously. Like after recording with you, I'm just like, man, you know, like one day I would want to have a podcast. Like, and I really didn't know about what. But um, I think you were always supportive and you're always like, well, I have the setup if you ever need it. Like, just let yeah, me know. And so um, and so that inspiration and you like having that belief in me to, to get going um, was helpful. And and yeah, like the pandemic hit, um, like school technically ended. Right. So we finished our two months or whatever it was of, yeah, of yeah. distance, distant learning. And then um, I, I just found myself like feeling super isolated, even like in the last like two weeks, because kids just started drifting like kids wouldn't show up to the meetings kids were kind of not really turning work in and I'm just like man here I am like kind of bending myself backwards and I'm just not seeing any return and and more so like um it was because of the distance right like it was I wasn't face to face with them and so that was hard being isolated knowing like that I had this relationship with 160 some kids that I would see weekly and not to have that like it just like I don't know it was a weird like kind of like pulling the the rug underneath you right you no longer have Mm -hmm. that stability so in my head I said well if I do this podcast like I I need to have an idea that can hopefully be inspiring one to like students of mine if they ever hear it um two to other people um that are artists and three like just really just in general to to the public like talk about something that um is is I think for me, I feel like every time I've had conversations with people about high school or whatever, there's some sort of like either good or bad trauma that comes with it. Um, so I feel like it's something that we can all re- relate on or or kind of like joke about or or, or we've all learned lessons from. Um, mm-hmm. And even even kids that are in that that mix of high school, I can only imagine like kids that just graduated this year or even the in the next couple of years. Like they're going to they're in such a unique and different and um, interesting situation. Right. With the way things are turning out. And um, yeah, we I don't know. It's so for me, like the podcast itself, like 
like, like I said, it, it has its theme. It has its kind of kind of core, right? But I, I feel like it can extend in so many different ways. And um, and yeah, I just I kind of want to I kind on on like that note, I kind of do want to jump into like your high school experience because I don't think yeah, absolutely really ta- talked about your like experience, <clears throat> and then we can jump back into like whatever we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, definitely. Like we're, we're going to dig deep here, you know, <laughs> we're going to get into it. Let's get into the dirt. So um, well, you're from yeah. Albuquerque, right? Born and raised? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised. So where did you go to school and like uh, what memories do you have of like high school? I went to the Manal school. Shout out mm-hmm. Manal. Go Panthers. Um, and and probably the, the thing that stands out the most, because uh, oddly enough, I've been thinking about this podcast. Because I, I like I told you the other day, no joke, <laughs> Renee. I I had a dream that I was on your show, and I and I was I was preparing myself. So I was thinking, you know, what what did I learn in high school? You know, what did I get out of high school? And and the biggest thing that that I just kept you know coming back to was you know I went to Manal, which is traditionally a smaller school, um, and especially now it's even smaller than it was when I went. Uh, but the biggest thing that, that you know, because I mean, it's it's sixth grade through twelfth grade, so it's it's more than just a high school. Yeah. But uh, I think the biggest thing that I got out of it, is, as far as you know, being such a small school, was such the sense of community that came along with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it it showed me, you know, at an early age that community is worth so much, and that's even you know through sports or through other extracurricular activities. Like we were always in the same clubs together. We always had the same parents show up. You know, we knew each other's parents. We'd go into each other's houses. Our parents knew each other. So it was just like a huge family more than anything else. And and that was the biggest thing for me. And, you know, for me, I played sports in high school. But, you know, you, you always have your jocks, quote unquote, or your drama kids or whatever. And and there we didn't really have that. You know, we, we had the kids that played sports, of course, but we were just a group together. You know, it was never super diverse. It was never, I mean, I mean, not diverse, but super, you know, spread apart. Um, and, and it was just, everybody was close, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's regardless of age, you know, whatever it may be. I had friends when I was in high school, we were close with the middle schoolers, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, so that, you know, working all together and being, you know, kind of a family more than anything else. Cause even today, you know, 20, what are we, what I graduated in 2003. So almost 20 years, you know, for crying out loud. And, and, you know, granted social media is a big help with that, but we stay somewhat connected with the kids of the people that we went to high school with. And, you know, there's times that I may not speak to one of them, you know, face to face for years, but, you know, if something happens to one of their family members or, you know, they need help with something like everybody that we went to school with is always on like the top of the list. It's really a crazy thing. Uh-huh. That's cool. I think for me, like thinking about high school, like that's that's hard to to get in big public schools. Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Ours, my, the school I went to was I mean, I think it was like close to like at least like fifteen hundred kids. Oh, so yeah. you did have your 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 group, right? Like that was your your family and stuff. But um, I don't know. It's just different, though, right? Like it wasn't. And the hard part is like listening to like your story is like I don't think I've spoken to anybody from my high school in probably at least like five six years. Yeah, um, it's tough, man. Well, I lie. I I interviewed a a, 
a previous guest. She was from my high school. She graduated yeah. with my brother. But um, other than that, like, I mean, I don't, I don't really like, even in social media, like, I don't really like, I think we've just grown apart. And uh, my interests are so different from, I think, what theirs were. And, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like, I, I just, I feel like just being here in Albuquerque now, too, like, it's, it's just that distance, right? Like, uh, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't know, like that, that was something I experienced too, like the community aspect as a teacher, though, um, at my, at one of the previous schools I worked at. And that was, yeah, I think that's super important. And, and yeah, the kids, like they took care of each other, like they stood up for each other, they advocated for one another, like, it was really cool to see and be a, kind of be a part of. Um, yeah. But I think, like being that so that experience was at a private school. So I felt like me, part of me leaving that private school was I felt like I could give that experience to, to like the, the public school setting mm -hmm, in a way. Mm -hmm. So that was like a huge like reason why I left. And, um, and yeah, uh, so I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I think um, they just high school in general, like there's so many things looking back, I think that we learn and take away and, and it could be something small, like I, I don't know like just instances where people were kind to you like uh, on on the bus going home or whatever and uh and yeah or just like something big like that like really having those meaningful relationships that last a lot like a lifetime oh yeah absolutely i mean there was times and and my wife and i were talking about it a couple of days ago oddly enough but you know like i said we played sports we played basketball football baseball you know a lot of us did track so and we were all always on the same team you know it wasn't you know, you made tryouts and got cut. Like everybody was on the team, you know, whether you played or not was, you know, your skill level and, and whatnot. So, you know, we went to state playoff games and district championship games and, you know, this, that, and the other. But then, you know, my senior year, we got to go to Dallas for our ISAS, which was our art art group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, so we, we did all of that at the same time, you know, with everybody else. So we were on the bus with, you know, the theater kids and, you know, the rope, the raku at the wheel kids and the jewelry kids. Like we did all of that stuff, you know, and, and we yeah. never really thought twice about it. It was just something that we all did together. Yeah. How was your experience at ISAS? So for, for people that don't know, that's the, it's like the, the district that the, like, I guess private schools in this area are, are a part of. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the big arts festival is always in, in somebody always hosts it um, every year. But um, I, there was one year that I almost got to go and I didn't. And then, um, but yeah, what was your experience at that? I'm curious just cause I've never. Yeah. The, the year that we went, it was my senior year. So like 2002, 2003, and it was in Dallas. Yeah. And so we all loaded on a bus and left together. And the, the road trip was brutal in itself because it's pretty far in a bus. Um, but I remember when we were there, just kind of the whole atmosphere was pretty cool because we had never done anything like that before. Um, and then just seeing all the other art from all the, the region was just unbelievable. Yeah. You know, cool. and, and I, I will say it was a little different because we were in Dallas and we were, you know, some of the little brown kids from New Mexico <laughs> and we, we kind of got looked at sideways a little bit, but we didn't let it bother us. But yeah. it was it was cool. I remember one of the nights that we were there, you know, they kind of had a free night because they had a bunch of activities and whatnot. And one of our guys had the, the strange idea to get into the, the wardrobe for the theater department. <laughs> and so a lot of us started putting on like 
dresses and like long pants, like suit pants. So we're pretty much wearing women's clothes and started walking around the little campus that they were on and everybody was kind of laughing and looking at us and what they didn't know was that most of us were ballers so we had we had there's a basketball court out there and so some kids were playing basketball so we got next right mm-hmm. so we get on this court and all of us wearing dresses and blouses and everything else <laughs> just start tearing it up dude we had the whole little, not the whole, but a whole little group of, of people watching and cheering. It was a pretty cool little thing. But, but that, yeah, some of those things I remember, but it, it was fun overall. I'm like imagining like these, the golden girls like balling on the court. Oh, there, there's, there's a picture. There's a picture out there somewhere. I'll try to find it and, I, and I'll send it to you. But it's, it was the funniest thing, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, let's, let's do a, let's do a little lightning round of like, I'm going to give you some prompts and then. Oh. Whatever comes to mind, you you throw out your response. Are you cool with that? Oh God! All right, I'm cool <laughs> with it. Let's do it. All right. So let's start with it. We'll we'll start with an easy one. Okay. Prom, prom or homecoming? Homecoming. Why? Because <laughs> it is just it's it, it's the first one throughout the of the school year. Homecoming comes first. There's a, a football game involved with it. There's a whole you know little pomps and circumstance if you will little celebration you know the the halftime show courts you know come out on the on the field and it's just this big thing and it's cool for alumni to come back and be in the the atmosphere and it's just i think everything about it is a little more you know school spirit and exciting where prom is like yeah it's at the end of the year you know (laughs) <laughs> let's let's wrap it up. The junior class usually puts it on for the senior class, so it's kind of meh. <laughs> but yeah, homecoming. All right, cool. and I I was on homecoming court and not prom court, so homecoming. Yeah. What were what was your <laughs> what role were you in the homecoming court? Uh, I was uh, the Duke, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I've I have bad experiences with all that kind of thing, both in prom and homecoming. So. Oh, my senior not, prom was awful. I don't like talking oh, about my senior prom. <laughs> yeah, mine was mine was a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> but See, I did, homecoming. I did have a good night. It's just it was after the dance and everything. Like, but <laughs> yeah, it was no, a, I'm with, I, I think there's a good majority of people out there that are shaking their heads yes right now. <laughs> All right. So your next one. What was a memorable lunch or meal that you had in high school that you can think of oh man well the the biggest the snack that i'd always get regardless of what i had for lunch was always a three musketeers and a bottle of coke (laughs) even if i didn't eat lunch i'd always go to the little snack bar i'd get a bottle of coke and a three musketeers and i was good to go yeah but but i was spoiled too so i never had a lunch plan at school i always brought lunch you know, I never was able to go to the, you know, because we had these little cards back in the day that you would swipe and whatever it may mm-hmm. be. But I was smart enough to develop a little relationship with the lady who took the payment for the lunch. Yeah. You know, so so <laughs> I would help her out whenever I could or, you know, come talk to her. And I, we, her son was always her son went to school there as well. So he was on the teams that we were on. So yeah. we were all close again. And so, you know, there was those days that if she needed to take care of me and let me walk through with the lunch, she didn't blink an eye. So I got I got taken care of a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, I kind of, I, I feel you on that. Except in, it was in college. That was when I was like a poor college kid that mm. I, uh, I was friends with this girl who uh, her family owned like one of the restaurants that was there in like one of the little whatever hubs for food at the university right, right. in Las Cruces. So I'd be like, hey, do you guys need help? Like, so technically I wasn't like, <laughs> I didn't have like a, a license to be back there or anything or, but I would help like serve drinks and stuff. So mm -hmm. after like, 15 20 minutes of serving drinks they're like what do you want you want something to eat and i was like oh sure. yeah sure like I mean, just I a guess. burrito is fine or whatever <laughs> so they hooked me up but yeah if ever i was hungry you could catch me like serving drinks too um right that's it man you gotta you gotta find the workaround no matter yeah. what it is <laughs> cool so let's see if you could like summarize high school in a song like it could be something that was popular or something that you're oh. listening to. What song would that be? A song, Renee. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm going to say this. So my senior year, you know, of course you, you get to pick your class flower or class song and colors and this, that, and the other. And uh, for some reason, our senior year, we, something happened to where they just picked a class song for us. And it was something like, I don't know, like Sarah McLaughlin or, <laughs> you know, something just, bleh, yeah. you know, and, <laughs> and I was so upset because I was going to put on there a song that I thought related to, especially my senior year of high school, but it's Goodbye to Romance from Ozzy Osbourne. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it just summarizes, you know, like I've done everything I needed to do here you know, I've lived a great, I've had a great time here and now it's just time to go. I'm always going to love this place, but it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bitter man. I was so bugged. <laughs> you should have, were you like on the, on the um, student council or anything? I was. So, so that's another funny story. And, and I'm going to, you know, throw some shade a little bit here. <laughs> um, so my senior year, I decided to run for class treasurer. Mm -hmm. Why treasurer is beyond me, because even today I, I know suck you, with money. You're, you all corrupt, you're all corrupt. getting <laughs> Three musketeers and stuff. And there you are. Right, right. Right. I was going to save us all kinds of money. Okay. <laughs> So I was running against this girl, Denisha Goldberg, who was one of our one of my close friends. You know, we were always close. Her mom worked in the admin office. I used to have my, you know, student aid block that, you know, you go and work at one of the little places in the school. Yeah. I would work in the office with her for like two years. I worked in there. So she knew me. We all knew each other really well. So it wasn't a big deal. So the the lunch that we're all voting, you know, we're all in our commons area. They give us our pieces of paper. We're all circling stuff. And my best friend, who is still my best friend today, we went to high school together, but he was my best friend then and today and forever. <laughs> we're sitting next to each other. And for some reason, I don't know how or why or, you know, I didn't even think to do it on purpose. But I look down at his ballot and I see him circled Denisha's name <laughs> and fold it up right away. And I was like, what the, you know, come on, dude. <laughs> Well, Denisha and his girlfriend at the time were best friends. So he was, he was, you know, doing his yeah. relationship thing and voting the way he needed to, whatever it may be. So we laughed about it, whatever. It was cool. This, that, and the other. So come to find out the results come in. 
Denisha wins over me. You know, I lose. Sad boy. You know, what am I going to do? So that week I'm working in my office and her mom, the lady who I work for, tells me, yeah, did you know you lost by one vote? (laughs) (laughs) And and I looked at her like. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, like one vote, one vote, Renee. One vote, the swing vote of my hetero life mate was (laughs) gone the other way. And, And you know, even still friends, (laughs) we're still friends, still friends, you know, but you know, that salt is still there. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. That's that. I knew you were going to say it. I was like, oh, man, how awful, right? Like, God, man, I was too chicken to ever do stuff like that. I was even like, like too chicken to even go like to like homecoming and prom and stuff i i did yeah. it my senior year just because it was my senior year but yeah i wasn't about like putting myself out there and, and kind of being vulnerable to do stuff like that even well, if it, it is be a lot especially at that age you know yeah I, and i think i'm always just i've always been super critical of myself and and i i care too much about what others think at times so for me, it was like, I'd rather not risk that and, and my sanity than to put myself out there and be disappointed by one vote. Oh, yeah. No, I got you for sure. <laughs> since then, I don't know that I've I've, I've ran for anything since then. <laughs> it just traumatized you. <laughs> Never more. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. So. You know him too, by the way. Do I? Who? Yeah, you do. Mr. Alejandro, Mr. Alejandro Romero. Do I know him? Yeah, Hondo. Oh, I, I don't know if I... He, I met him once, I think, when we were playing softball. Like yeah, he played, he played with games. us a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, but I know him through that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My boy. You should have chucked <laughs> a softball at him when he was in the <laughs> I tried. It's just, it's just one. It's just one. Yeah, one, just one, ball, one bro. One ball. Just one. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's funny. Um. If you could, if you could go back though and like give yourself advice as a high schooler, what what advice would you give yourself? Man, I I think my biggest thing, like in high school, I wasn't the greatest of students. You know, like I wasn't bad by any means. It was way worse, but I, I wasn't the greatest. And I think if I could go back, I would tell myself just to you know kind of concentrate more. You know, like because there's there's more beyond high school than what high school is you know what i mean like at, at the time you know high school feels like it's everything and after that it's kind of you're gonna figure it out but i think just to be there and absorb it and just take advantage of of the opportunities that you get you know and not be you know quote unquote too cool if you will yeah i, I think that's that's probably what i would tell myself and it, it's hard though you know like i think about it because i think I'm I'm similar like you, right? But uh, like I would tell myself something similar to that. But like our brains just aren't there yet. And I think about like right, right. me graduating high school and how like unprepared I was for college. That first year was just like, I just thought it was this big social thing and like, oh, I'm in college now. Like, but then you get your first F and you're just like, oh crap. Like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, you, I you get, you get to- your... <laughs> You get your first F and nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. Like, there's yeah. nobody telling you, hey, man, you need to come in and do this extra work or do that. Like, yeah. they don't give a shit. It's just like, <laughs> okay, here you go. You earned that. Yeah. 
So I think that that was it was like a slap of reality real quick. Like, but again, like I don't know. Who knows? I mean, a lot of a lot of guests have said like if they if they were it would be hard to tell themselves something back then because it, then yeah, no, it really be, would be. They wouldn't be where they're at now, right? Had it not been for some of the mm-hmm. things that they learned and stuff. So that makes sense to me too. But I'm always curious to see what people would tell themselves, right? Like if they're younger and I don't know. Yeah. I think like you, like I would, I would just definitely tell myself to try more things and, right. and not, not care about so much like what other people thought of you or whatever. And cause honestly, like you might think there's this magnifying glass like over you, like everybody cares, but they don't. Right. <laughs> like, no, like, cause I was, I was that guy that, you know, would go to the the homecoming or prom and not dance. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, and now it's just kind of like, I think about it sometimes and I'm like, why, you know, and that, you know, that's, I kind of use that as in being a father to my children. Now, you know, my oldest, my stepdaughter's 11, my son's five and my daughter's two. And I, you know, whatever they're doing, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll never laugh at them or make them feel uncomfortable and just open them up, you know, be who you want to be. Yeah. It's funny because Ava, so my daughter, she's two. Uh, two going on 15 mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. she uh the other day we asked her like hey like what are you thinking about halloween like what do you want to be and she's like the beast <laughs> and we're like okay and then i was like and then in my head i had seen this video a while back of this dad like his i guess his son wanted to be like elsa from frozen and yeah he, and he was like anna or whatever and i was like oh that's cool so i was like oh then i can be Belle. and she gave me this look and she's like, no, mama's bell. Oh, like, okay. I was like, so what am I going right. to be then? And she's like, she has this obsession with these, with the wolves from, from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like, you can be the wolf. <laughs> I was like, that'll okay. work. So I'm just going to be chasing you and bell or bell around the neighborhood, I guess, if, if we get to trick or treat this year. But um, yeah, I just like you, right? Like, I think just, it starts young though, right? How giving the, that support and that confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just so they know, like, they're, that's not wrong. It's not like there's nothing wrong with, like, you wanting to be the beast or a princess or whatever. Or um, So, yeah, I think that's important. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess we can venture off back into Podcastlandia. Um, All right. I made it through the hot <laughs> button questions. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, so I don't know if you have... Do you have anything on your mind or even like maybe you even have like suggestions for podcasting or like thoughts about it? Um, I, I mean, as far as podcasting goes, you know, it's one of those things that for me, you know, it really didn't hit me until later on. You know, it it was something that, you know, through probably after I finished high school, well, even through high school, when I started driving, you know, I would listen to 94 Rock or The Edge, what was like 107.9 at the time, which has changed so many different stations since then. Uh, But the things that I loved the most about those radio stations were the morning shows and the afternoon shows. Because yeah, they played music in between, but the hosts were talking, they were doing bits, they were funny, they would prank call people, you know, just (laughs) all that stuff. And it was just funny, man. Some of the stuff, especially at that age, may have been a little inappropriate for me, but (laughs) funny nonetheless. And, you know, as I got into college, uh, I would say probably my freshman year after, I would say the summer after my freshman year, I got a job at the uh, summer hire program on Kirkland Air Force Base. 
Mm-hmm. And so they put me in the skills development center. And what they did at that building, they had a plaque shop that I worked at. And it was probably one of the coolest jobs that I've ever had. You know, we had laser engravers. We had wood engravers. We would basically make trophies and plaques for anybody on the base who was having a ceremony or anything like that. So, you know, that we had a lot of downtime in between our orders and whatnot. So we had a radio that was there. And for some reason, I would always put it on 610, the sports animal. Mm-hmm. And so that's AM, sports talk, all day, no interruption. And it's just guys rambling on about what whatever their opinions are of anything going on sports. And at the time, like, I was eating it up. You know, it was Jim Rome. It was Dan Patrick. It was these big guys national radio hosts that were just talking and you know so that kind of stuck with me stuck with me and since then you know that's all I've really listened to and you know when podcasts first came out I thought you had to have you know Apple products to do a podcast Mm -hmm. you know they were kind of the first ones on the old iPods that would do it and so I didn't really have any of that so I didn't pay much attention to it I knew who Joe Rogan was. I knew who Kevin Smith was, some of the Adam Carolla, some of the godfathers of podcasting. But I've never really, you know, vested my time into it. Um, and I would say probably about four years ago, uh, my my family had a bit of a tragedy. Uh, my We lost a son that my wife gave birth to and passed away. Um, and after that, it was like, it, it was really life-changing, dude. It really was. like yeah. it, it was probably more life-changing than the birth of my son, who is five now. Uh-huh. You know, he was born before him, and then we lost Oliver. And it was like, I, it, was, it was some dark times. Like, I'm not going to lie. You know, yeah. we, he, he, we lost a child that we wanted to bring into this world. And it really changed my, my mind and my wife's, you know, kind of outlook on life. You know, before that, my wife wanted to have a big family, loved kids, you know, was wanted to be a mother. Like, that's just what she wanted to do. And after that happened, you know, it kind of shook her core a little bit, Yeah. you know, because it's like, you know, not only did you not give birth, you know, give birth to this child, but it, it kind of throws thoughts into your head. Like, can you do this? Are you made to do this? You know, it, and it's a scary yeah. thing. You know, childbirth in general is a scary thing. Yeah. And, you know, after that happened, I was I was lost, dude. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. I had my son, thank God. Like, he was my saving grace. Because the night that we left the hospital without Oliver, you know, at least we had Benjamin to come home to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I cannot imagine. My heart breaks for people that you know, get their nurseries together and have baby showers and have all this stuff ready for them. And, you know, something happens and they have nothing to come home to. It's like, ugh. And so after that happened, you know, I had a job that kind of allowed me to, you know, a little bit of independence to where I can listen to stuff during the day while still do my job. And somebody that I work with and Cash actually, who's on my show now, Mm-hmm. came up to me and was like, hey, dude, you should listen to these podcasts. And I was like, I don't even know how to download them. I don't know where to find <laughs> them. So he showed me everything, not everything, but kind of just started me off on a path. And after I found the the shows that I found, it was like, it was such an escape. 
to to hear people just talking about life, just about, you know, whether it's health and wellness or comedy or motivational or true crime. Like there's just so much on there out there that you can just lose yourself in yeah. and and kind of find your way back to reality. And that's kind of what it did for me. Okay. And, you know, even after that, you know, evolving even more, you know, there would be some of us at work that would say, hey, man, we start talking about the podcast that we listen to. And hey, you should download this one. You should download this one. Listen to this. What did you think about this? And so we were talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And we would tell ourselves like, hey, well, that'd be cool to start our own podcast. You know, we could just sit down and talk about whatever we want. And it was just an afterthought, you know, just, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And one day I was just like, you know what? I, let's do it. You know, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to look online. I'm going to figure out how to do this because it can't be that hard. And after doing some research behind it and, and setting it up, I, I talked to the guys and I was like, you know, we can do this, man. Like we can really do this. And, and one of the biggest things that I wanted to do as far as when, when our show was being created, you know, the guys that were on our show in its infancy, we were all fathers and we were all younger fathers and we had younger children. And I thought to myself, you know, after we lost Oliver, I started to notice that my wife was joining, you know, some mom groups and some birthing groups. And she kind of had a little bit of a, a, a voice, uh, ears to listen to her voice, her sorrow, you know, or, and, and not only just sorrow, but just questions in general about being a mom, like, you know, about, nursing or what do I do about this rash or, you know, just simple things. And I thought to myself, well, that's cool that they have that little community, but dads don't really have that. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we're, we're dads, we're the men, you know, we go to work, we come home, we coach the sports teams, we, you know, play catch, you, you know, spend quality time, but we don't really open ourselves up, especially to other dads. Yeah. And I think, you know, in doing so, we find that, you know, other dads experience the same types of things that we do, you know, whether it's frustrations or joys or, you know, celebrating something huge. It's, you know, we want to be able to to be happy that our baby took its first is their first steps. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and not just be like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. But like, <laughs> you know, it's OK to freaking cry and be so happy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and so that's that's kind of where it where it all spun from, you know, and and we still try we get together and, and who knows what we talk about, because it just sometimes it spins off of this planet. But we always try to put at least a little bit of of dad life into there a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's I think you mentioned a couple of things that made me just think about, like, how important the, it's like a lost art. Right. Like just having conversation. And even if we look back, like way back to like even indigenous roots or even further than that, as just as human beings, like the the art of storytelling, right? That was how mm -hmm. we we made it to where we're at now is like being able to share information, share knowledge and and connect with each other. And it just makes me realize like how much we need each other. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at is especially as, as humans, we need each other, but also as as dads, right? Like finding those. Absolutely. Outlets. And, uh, and yeah, like going back to like, to like the beginnings of, of, 
of this podcast like and you talk about like your influence from like talk radio and stuff and i've always been interested in media like like the mm -hmm. way we create stories or how we put out stories um to the masses and in middle school i was like i would do the announcements for the school on tv and um i would just yeah like in, in high school um i was working on the school newspaper and uh that's actually where the title of of my podcast comes from so high school days was actually the title of the the comic that i would write and they gave me a whole page to do the comic nice yeah so so that was like that was like my i i when i was thinking about a name for the show i was like man i can just i i couldn't think and then i just thought about high school and like what i was doing and i was like oh the comic high school days and it was kind of focused on this on this duck that <laughs> went through <laughs> just like the monotony of high school and just like running late to class and like just kind of I would draw like even like caricatures of like the football coach for the the um for the paper and stuff so I was like yeah like drawing and comics for me were important back then and I should totally just use that name like and and if that's the focus of thinking about like reflecting on high school and whatever um that would be perfect so that's where high school days comes from is actually back to to that um so yeah I don't know I think like just yeah the importance of of just sharing stories and sharing like our humanity with each other <clears throat> is important and i i just feel like for me i know like my attitude and my kind of even well-being after starting the podcast um is i feel it a lot stronger i feel like a little more like mentally stable with everything going on in in the world and with work and with thinking about teaching again and thinking about like the safety of, of my wife and my daughter. And, and uh, so, yeah, I just feel like again, but it goes back to that connection, right? Like of having somebody to talk to and, and finding things in common and, um, and yeah, just again, like in your case with like dads, and I think that's super important for dads to have that outlet because again, like the millennial dad is, is, uh, I feel like there's there's different um, there's different I don't know if expectations is the right word but there's different kind of roles that we play um, and I think it's and rightly so right if we, if we're open to the universe and and even just like children growing up and whatnot like we recognize that some of the things that have been done in the past in terms of parenting maybe aren't necessarily the best if you want to raise healthy. Adults, oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Oh, I I butt heads with with my parents not constantly, but but every once in a while because you know something will happen at their house or while they're around my kids, and you know they'll look at me sideways a little bit and be like, "Oh, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna throw the colossal <laughs> at them?" You know what I mean? Like give them a, and it's like, no, I'm not yeah. gonna do that because yeah. there's there it may it may take a little more work and it may take a little more effort. But I'm going to figure out what's going on and we're going to get through it. Yeah, that's been the hardest part for me is definitely kind of unraveling what I've seen as parenting or quote unquote good parenting. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And having those conversations with my parents at this age, like too, like, you know, I'm not I'm not ever going to spank my daughter. Like, I'm just not like that's just the reality. Right. Um, right. I don't want to instill fear in her and that be the reason or the driving force as to why she listens to me or so like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's the times have changed. Right. And if you're 
and with knowledge comes power, right? And and when you're in the know with something, you're either making a difference and changing things, breaking cycles, or you're just perpetuating it. And so for me, I know like the buck stops there. Like I know like yeah. they my parents were spanked because whatever and, and my I could assume my grandparents same thing, like or whatever, right? Not even just like I'm just using spanking as an example. But mm-hmm. uh, just anything, think, yeah. There's so many other things too. I mean, from the way you, I don't know, treat people or people that aren't necessarily always like you or just comments being made. And um, so, yeah, I don't know, but I do, I do appreciate your podcast and it's, it's good to, to have that space, right. To kind of just listen. And I feel like I've listened to it from the beginning and I just feel like, uh, like there's like jokes that are cracked or whatever. And I just like, I'll be like laughing and, if I'm like doing dishes or something and Tara hears me laughing, she'll like look at me or whatever. And, and it's like, <laughs> you, oh, you wouldn't get it. Like, you know, right. You, you, got, you, you, didn't hear that, you didn't hear that episode about the crabs and whatever. And, <laughs> and so, that's the thing too, you know, the longer it goes on, you know, there you have those, you, those listeners and, and those people that like listening to your stuff and, you know, you develop a relationship with them. You know, there's times that, you know, we'll take a break for a couple of weeks or whatever, because we, we try to keep it as, as, you know, comfortable as we can. Like, we don't try to force anything. Like, if, if one of us can't get to record at the time, then you know what, we'll just take a break for a week. You know, nobody's paying us. We're not under any deadlines or anything like that. And it's yeah. just like, you know, we'll just go with the flow. And you build those relationships and some people ask, you know, are you going to release an episode this week? And it's like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Stay, keep, keep posted. Yeah. No, and that's cool. Like, like reaching an audience, like you don't know who you're, who you're reaching. Like I don't at this point because I mean, I'm only about what I'm thinking. This will probably be about the 13th, 12th, 13th episode maybe. Mm-hmm. And so you're, I don't you're know. You're hammering them out, dude. <laughs> you're hammering them out and i tell you i've enjoyed every one of them the the premise behind your show i think is a, a great one I because that. You, you know it's it's brought to light so many talented people that you know a lot of people know who they are but not as many people sh- that should know who they are do you know hmm. yeah and and That's you're putting cool. that spotlight on them you know even from chicago down to albuquerque you know wherever they may be yeah. You know, because these these connections that we have, these roots that we that we put down places, they spread, and yeah. they go off, and and you know that 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Presence is, is is meant to be there, you know. Yeah, and it's cool getting feedback too. Like I I recently, I think it was like last week, earlier last week, um, a former a former guest came, like emailed me, and she was just like. One of her customers listened to the podcast. Like, you know what? I was just so inspired to start making art again after listening to your episode with Renee. Yeah. And I was just like, dang, that's cool. Like, uh, again, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. And my goal was to have 12 episodes and then see where the podcast is. And and I don't know, like, but at this point, I'm just like, well, maybe 12 episodes isn't enough. Maybe there's still and there's definitely people that I've either kind of uh bugged to be on the show or or people that i'm still kind of like in limbo with them responding and stuff um so who knows who knows um i know work will be starting up soon so it'll probably it probably Mm -hmm. won't be like two episodes a week but uh 
um, definitely like I just want to continue riding the wave a little bit and and I don't know I hope again like the the intent behind this is to kind of let people in on on a little more on me and I, I I don't know I was gonna explain probably a little bit of of more about me um, and I I had mentioned to you if you wanted to ask me any questions. Um, so I don't know if you if you have any in mind um, that you can throw at me or whatever, but uh, but yeah, just so that because I know you you're a good uh, you're a good man for for retrieving information. <laughs> Sometimes, if I'm prepared, so I was I was gonna ask where where the the idea came from overall, but you kind of already answered that one. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, just pretty much, you know, how, and, and this is kind of more for people that are out there listening, but how, how did you, your like your setup, the way you're recording your podcast and, mm-hmm. and putting it out there, you know, how, how did you come about that? How easy was it for you? Uh, it was pretty straightforward. I mean, I, I actually record the majority of the episodes like off of my iPhone. Um, and I have my iPad set up, I have like a laptop, but I just find it easier to to kind of navigate. I have a, a speaker connected to to my iPhone, so I use a it's called a the MV88. It's a little Shure microphone that plugs into to your charging port, um, and so I use that. And um, yeah, I mean, I I knew like I didn't want like, well, I would love to have the whole setup like you. I just didn't know like in terms of timing how frequent I would be able to like be face to face with people or like be able to connect like, like you you've done. And I know you've made the jump too, like at times to, to using like zoom calls and then using retrieving the audio from that. Um, So um, who knows, like that might be a direction for a season two or something like where I do like a video thing, because I know that's kind of a, a trend right now with some podcasts is to have like the recording as well, like on video. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but again, that was never my, my intent was to, well, to kind of answer your question though, because um, the, the, the show itself like was birthed from like having conversations with you um, kind of doing some Google meets. There was an artist that I, I brought into my class um, during, uh, during this whole like COVID last semester era. And um, I just thought like, man, like if I can, connect with artists that easily like on a whim you know through instagram emailing them um maybe i can reach out to other people and not just like uh people out of state but locals and people that i look up to and people that are doing cool stuff in the community or um because i think like for me i was always i'm always bugged by students especially in the in the like at the high school level considering or not considering themselves artists like they take mm-hmm. art classes they choose these classes right uh, it's a it's an elective no one forces them to take it and then they create like these awesome pieces and then they're like oh but i'm not an artist or oh yeah. but i'm not very good and oh and so for me i like thought like how can i even potentially maybe use use the podcast as like a as a learning tool like hey you know what actually you, your work reminds me of so and so and i I interviewed them. You should go check out this episode on this podcast or I don't know, but Tara's Tara's the one that was like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, but you don't want to be like those professors that assign you a reading <laughs> or something. And it's like something they wrote. <laughs> right. And so now I'm like, like I, I listen to you all day, sir. <laughs> I'm not going to go home and listen to yeah. you more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want, if you want, I'm, it's there. But, uh, <laughs> 
please rate and review while you're there. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know. I I I just I just love being creative. I love creating content, whether it be a painting, whether it be a drawing, a sculpture, a podcast. Like I love. Um, I realized how much of a an extrovert I am, and how much I do need like these conversations to kind of keep my mental health i think in check so for me it's just uh, it's been an all-around good experience and um yeah and yeah simple setup i don't have any fancy like like tools or anything yet <laughs> but uh but, it, but it's still so easy though right yeah i mean the the hardest part is probably being patient when you're waiting for responses for people that are mm-hmm. aren't gonna join <laughs> yeah especially the ones that are on your show constantly yeah so but and 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 who knows like i i'm just like thinking too like how because i'm always about like innovating kind of making some fine tuning um so yeah season two like i don't know when season two will come um probably who knows maybe at the end of the year i don't know i don't know we'll see but definitely like reflect on on uh on the show and see like where what direction it goes in and and um yeah like i have ideas for still in season one like i have a plan to i want to try and um and interview like a former student as well that's that's gone on to do art and stuff yeah so i have a couple that um in mind and one one that um one that is mentioned that she'd be interested so it's just a matter of connecting again and scheduling but um yeah just to because i i love art like i'm passionate about art um I know like it's it's a huge sacrifice to to like do art 100% of the time and make a living with that um and and shout out to all the artists that have been on the show that that's their livelihood because yeah. um yeah if people can go out and support them do that buy a piece buy a shirt buy stickers um definitely support because these times are rough and and these artists are if that's their livelihood yeah it's it's hard but um and yeah, I, I just, I, I knew I, I wanted to connect the art somehow to like some of my other passions, whether it be teaching and, and high school or, um, or yeah, just like life in general and talking about like fatherhood or whatever with several of the, the artists that have been on or, or just guests um, are, are, are fathers themselves. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, if that, it's, I'm, it's that's cool a long-winded that response. <laughs> no, no, it's that's and that's what it's all about, though. Like that's what one of the main things I love about podcasts is it it get it sits down people that you you have one view of or a vision of or may not even know who they are whatsoever, and you get to know them. You know, whether it's an hour or thirty minutes, you get to know the type of person that they are, and it's kind of you know it pulls back the curtain a little bit to certain artists that you know you you've seen their work or you've heard their music and or or heard their poetry but now you get to kind of understand why it is the way that it is yeah you know and and that's one of the things you know one of the weird things about me when i used to you know when dvds were a huge thing in when i was in college every time i'd watch a dvd whether yeah right (laughs) these are these are audio hieroglyphics we're leaving for the future there's these things called dvds digital video disc Um, but when i would i would watch dvds i would watch them with the commentary on 
And mm-hmm. so what the commentary was, was usually the director, the producer, and a couple of people in the movie. And they would literally just sit and watch the movie with you and talk about the movie while they're watching it. Yeah. So you got to not you got to actually see what scene was going on, but then they would break it all down for you, or they would tell you a funny story from the day that they were shooting the scene, you know, and it was just like it was so cool to understand it more than it was just to kind of be entertained by it. Yeah. And it's the why, right? I think it's the why things are the way they mm-hmm. are, how they formed mm-hmm. or, yeah. And I think that's, that's been, I guess, kind of a, a nice awakening is like hearing from people that I look up to and, and just connecting again and having those conversations with them. Um, and cause some of it, I don't know, right? Like these are people, um, several of the guests have been people that I, I've, met in the past or or have crossed paths with and some people I absolutely don't know anything about but definitely respect their work and and their hustle and appreciate like the stuff that they do so so yeah it's um for sure like podcasting is definitely I think going back to like that that art of, of just storytelling right and figuring out more about the individual or or not and I guess in some case the host right because I guess if anything, they hear my voice the majority of the time than, than the guests because I'm on every episode. But um, yeah, so hopefully uh, I, I, I'm not that obnoxious. <laughs> no, and uh, well, and again, though, like you may be on every episode, but I guarantee, and I know it's true for me, every episode that I've listened to, I learned something different about you. You know, it's, it's not the same old song and dance, you know, you can relate to every guest that you have and, and every guest is different. So it's, it's, it's just a new adventure every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I try, I try, <laughs> I try to make those connections, but. Oh, how, how do you know Chris Dudley? That's from, what I want to know. From Under Oath? <laughs> yes. So um, he, if you go back, what episode, it's episode seven um seven i met him at warp tour in las cruces like that's um, so cool there was a they were having a signing and and yeah i don't know if you've ever noticed like i have tattoos all over my arms but um on my left wrist i have their their logo like there's this o with like a, a mark through it and uh-huh. um and so i had it on my wrist and as they're doing the signing he was the last one like i i didn't want to be like hey guys look at this check it out Right. But, um, so I just waited till the end and I told he's signing my a shirt that I made and uh, it was for their drummer's side project, which come to find out there's like this interesting issue that they had with. So it was weird bringing it up, I guess, now looking back. But uh, <laughs> but they're all grown up now, so I think they're good. But anyway, I had the that shirt that was being signed and I was like, hey, look, Chris, and I showed it to him and then he's like, hey, cool. And then he like told one of the he told the drummer hey look aaron check out his tattoo he's like oh cool man and he had he has the same the same uh oh with the line through it um, on his finger and i was like oh cool and in that like in that exchange he like turned over to the security guard and asked him to get my name so that i could go on stage with them and that's um, cool and yeah like i was just like holy crap like really and it was interesting man like they were again like I, I talk a little bit about it in, in episode seven where they just broke down so many barriers for me because growing up Catholic and, and just my idea of like what um, Catholicism or Christianity looks like, like these guys were not that like, uh, right. and it was, it was interesting. Like I, I just, I, 
everything just changed for me that day. And I got to get on there. They pulled, well, they told me to meet at like whatever. It was like one thirty or whatever on the side of stage, whatever. And as I go, then um, they pull me, they got me through like the barrier and then they take me to the back. And as I'm getting closer to their tour bus, like a couple of guys are outside and like, hey man, like they all like, hey, come on in, come on in. They take me into their tour bus and like, offered me like water and <laughs> I'm like sitting their <laughs> tour bus with them yeah. as like warming up for for their set and and yeah I mean back then they they really pushed like they weren't afraid to claim like that they were Christian and so right. it was I like prayed with them and stuff too like before they got on stage and it was like whoa like this is just crazy and uh but yeah I feel like as they've grown and and they make it clear at this point like they're they're not um, they don't claim to be a Christian band anymore because I mean, for some of them, and I, I know the, the lead singer, for instance, there was an interview he did and he's just like, you know, it's hard for me to, to really like believe in things when like these people that claim to be these big Christian people do some of the ugliest things that I've ever seen. And yeah. so that just like, they grew up, right? Like they weren't just these, these young, I mean, because Chris is only, I think like three years older than me. So mm -hmm. they, I mean, they've, they've changed their, their ideas, their, what they value in, in, in life. And, and, and some of them a lot, some of them not so much, but I think, um, yeah, it was just, it was, it's very interesting to, to see. I feel like I grew up with them in, in other words. And every time, like I went to a concert, I would always end up like in front of, of where he was. And there, are, there was one show where my like hat got knocked off and, like it ended up on stage and he like Chris puts it on and he's wearing my hat throughout the set and like, just like silly things like that. You know what I mean? Like the weird little connections. Yeah. And so I don't know. And, uh, and yeah, I've been in contact with him since the episode and I was just like, you know, I just appreciate your time. And if you ever find yourself in Albuquerque, I owe you a chimichanga. So. Right. Um, That's so cool, dude. I'm going to have like, to see hit up all subs and like just raid their chimichangas. Right. No, seeing seeing that episode drop and like Hakeem's drop, I'm I'm I was jealous, dude. I was like, damn man, he got some big people on there. That's pretty cool. Like I was so happy for you. And honestly, man, like it's it's on a whim. It's all on a whim. Like and, and it, I think that's something to take away too, is like just ask. Like if you put yeah. out if you put out questions into the universe or put out your dreams and your hopes like they're bound to like land somewhere on someone's ears on, you know, and going back to, to kind of the, the spark is um, there's this, this girl, her name is Joy Yoon and she's the manager of that artist that I got onto that Google meet um, back mm -hmm. in, uh, back in when school was happening from last semester. And she, like, like I said, I reached out to this artist via Instagram one night. Her name is Nicole McLaughlin. Um, and she's she's like so like I love her work. It's it's crazy cool. She does like upcycling, so she'll make like like slides, like slip, like uh, sandals and stuff, like off. Oh of, like, yeah, yeah. Like watercolor containers mm -hmm. and this like just crazy stuff. And I'm just like that's so cool. But um, I just reached out to her because I was like I was like you know if if kids are are doing art from home like. They don't have the supplies they need. And in my case, it was a ceramics class. They don't have like the tools and they don't have what the, the clay, they don't have all this stuff, but what do they, what do they have? And as I'm looking up art and stuff and I'm like preparing for classes, 
I uh, came across her and I had seen her before. I had followed her actually on, on Instagram and stuff. I'm like, oh, she's perfect because she's using like items you can find at home. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to her, see if she's willing to talk to the students. And, and sure enough, it worked. And her manager was the one that I had the most communication with. Um, and she was just super awesome. She was like, do you know uh, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so? Let me reach out to the, the let me connect you. And uh, Jeff That's Staple, awesome. Jeff Staple is the other one that she connected me to, her, to his manager. And um, I mean, this dude, like he does these crazy collaborations with all kinds of brands and, and he's just like mm -hmm. a master collaborator. And I mean, the, the sneakers that I, I bring up in the episode, like that he created, yeah, so that's those are dope. episode three, honestly, yeah. man, those are, those are like some, they're, I think right now this on stock X, so it's kind of like the stock market for sneakers. Yeah. Um, I think they're worth like 25 grand and um, yeah, so, I, I browse StockX every once in a while for <laughs> shoes that I'll never be able to afford. But yeah, that's that's me with those pair. I love that pair. They're so <laughs> cool. But uh, but yeah, I'm just like, like he's behind that collaboration, and and I mean the story behind that shoe is like people are getting killed for that sneaker. Mm -hmm. Like there was so much controversy with that shoe. Um, but to think, right? Like then it makes you question like our morals and values and things that we want or spend money on and whatever. And I just, for me, like sneaker culture is like one of the most interesting things. I love sneakers. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, like him and again, just but on that whim, right? Like, so go out there. Like if you, I mean, if you need a person to talk to, or if you're have a question about artwork and, and I try to do that, like in terms of art, when I get messages on Instagram or whatever, like share that knowledge, um, ultimately like i mean people are gonna do do with it what they want and, and but i don't know i think there's this this fear right of, of like oh well, they're gonna copy what i do and they're gonna like but i mean we're all standing on the shoulders of giants like there's there's i, I think originality is so hard to to achieve at times right um so it's like nobody's just, out there inventing colors yeah like <laughs> except for like that vanta black or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um but yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where it's like just share what you know and um and yeah, I don't know. It's it's been it's been it's been fun. It's been fun connecting with people that that I wouldn't know whether or not they would they would be willing to and and mm -hmm. speak and and share and whatever. So so yeah. Well, and that that's what that's what's so cool about, you know, podcasting or even just kind of today's climate in general, you know, with social media, you know, we always talk about how dangerous uh, dangerous of a weapon it can be but it also opens up so many doors and windows yeah. and and for me like seeing you get those guests on there right away you know regardless if your podcast has five episodes or a hundred episodes it's like i saw that and was inspired by that and like damn like i all i gotta do is ask all i can say is no yeah you know mm -hmm. and and so then so be it then you move on to something else yeah. And I think, again, it's finding I think in, in your case, like the, the premise of your podcast is so relevant and so important that I mean, yeah, I and I I joked with uh, my barber, actually, who's actually a, a dad as well. And I, I mentioned this to you, I think the last time I was on your show is that we had talked my barber and I about like mm. I threw it out there. Hey, we should do a podcast because every time I go cut my hair. And it's been a while. My hair is long. You wouldn't even recognize me right now. Um, <laughs> I haven't cut it since March. So it's like crazy. But um, <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah, like I told him, you know, I should just bring we should just record it here. Like every time I cut my hair, it's like once every two, three weeks. 
we could do an episode and because we would just talk about like dad stuff and then like art stuff and so i was like we could call it darting and we could just like just do the dad thing and art thing and and so we kind of threw it out there but it never it never took off but yeah like we had that idea of like of like finding things that are relevant to us but again can connect with with kind of a pocket of people and you like I, going back to your podcast like the dad topic i think um is important right like it's it's relevant to i think the needs and wants for for modern day dads and and maybe even older dads like to kind of reflect and look back and think about silly things like potty training or i don't know <laughs> learning how to i'm trying to teach ava how to ride one of those those pedal free bikes um oh the balance bikes yes and she looks cute with her little pads and her little helmet but poor thing she's like she's yeah she it's gonna be a while i forget that she's so (laughs) nerve-wracking it's so nerve-wracking and that's another thing too i forget all the time and i'm like you should be able to do this but they're two and five it's like give them a break a little bit they're gonna get there (laughs) yeah yeah and when they do get there you're sad because they figured out how to do it and they don't need you anymore well, it was funny because I kind of had that moment today. I was giving Ava a bath and stuff, and um, and I she it's interesting. She does the she'll count like to three, but she'll put like her pinky up and the ring finger down, and she does three <laughs> yeah. like that. And then today as she was doing, and I noticed she put her pinky down and held her pinky down, and I was like, wait, I was like, you're doing three. I was like, look, one, two, th- you did three like that, like daddy, and she's like. She looks at her little hand and she's like, oh, shoot. Like, she even she was shocked. She's like, oh, like, yeah, right. No, but, uh, go back. Yeah, just little things. Yeah. Hearing her little voice from, like, last year, even a couple months ago. Like, yeah, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. But oh, again, yeah, that's dude, why I think it's important to have those those arenas to share that with somebody other than just your spouse or your partner or, or whatever, I think it's, it's good to have that community. And like you mentioned in your school, like having those communities that, that support you and keep you going. Yeah. It it really, it puts things into perspective when you can talk about it with somebody else and you can kind of really think about it and, and you're like, okay, man, like this is really happening. Like I look at my son who turned five in June and I'm like, what happened? What happened to the baby? You know? I mean, I, he's, he's just, he's a boy now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause we met him when he was first born. I mean, mm-hmm. we were playing softball mm-hmm. and yeah, I remember him just being a little dude and, and that's nuts. It's, it's crazy. Like it's that cliche, like oh, time flies and whatever, but it's, it's so weird. Time has just changed completely since, since Ava was born. Like uh-huh. I, she's only two years old, but then it's like, I feel like I've known her forever. I feel like she's yep. always been with us. I feel like, um, yeah. And, and it's funny because, uh, I, I, I've told her this story too. Like, I don't know if she understands it, but I remember going like when I was upset, like in, in high school, like, like 18, 17, 18 and like early college, like just leaving the house, like upset, like storming out and driving my truck. I had a little Toyota pickup. It was an 89. So it was a year before the Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. And I would go and just out into the desert, make my own roads and just so upset, like, and I'd crank under oath out there. <laughs> and uh, I would just sit up and, and, like, look at the stars. And I just had this, like, awe, like, this awe of, like, the unknown, like, this big, huge, like, universe. And here I am upset, like, <clears throat> that whatever, right? Like, my, I don't know, whatever, whatever was going on at that time. But um, 
And yeah, I, that, that sense of awe and wonder was the same feeling I felt when Ava was born. And I'd yeah. never felt that like, and then other than those two times. And, uh, and yeah, so I tell her, I'm like, you know, you're from the stars. You came from the stars. I know you were up there and like, and you joined us and you've always been there. And I don't know, but she's again, like, it's just me talking to her, but yeah, I think it, it's fatherhood and time and everything has just gotten really, really interesting. And especially now I'm like super worried about like teaching again and, and yeah, I mean, just having hard conversations up here at home, like I never thought at 34, I'd be writing a will. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. How scary is that? So just things like that, like, and, and to think like that there are families right now that their, their parents went out or their kids went out and caught this virus and, and they're not back or they yeah. are in a hospital somewhere by themselves and can't have visitors and they're not coming back. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a really hard time and it's, it's hard to like, I'm trying to like understand everybody's perspective, but some perspectives are just like, so like, I don't know. It's just too much. Like I have to like, yeah, no, it, it, it's definitely a lot. And I've, one of the things that I've tried to do, especially in these last few months is, you know, one, we've, we've really strayed away from any of the news or anything like that. Cause it's just, there's nothing good that's coming out of it. Yeah. And, and in the time that we've spent at home, you know, I really just lean into my kids and just because they don't know what's going on. They they don't care. About, you know, not that they wouldn't care, but they're too young to really grasp the the seriousness of everything that's going on. And they're just living their lives. You know, they are just happy. They're healthy. They're fed. Like, that's all I can ask for. And yeah. I, it, it's one of those things that, you know, so many times that we learn something from our kids you know, that they, they teach me every single day and not every day is easy. You know, I, I try to be the best father that I can be. It's not always perfect. And it's, it's one of those things that you learn from every single day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, but, and it's also a, a, that a, something that your kids always see you, they don't see you for what job you do or how much money you make or, you know, what your clothes look like. They see you as their everything, mm -hmm. you know, they're to you, to them, you are everything. Yeah. It's funny. Cause Ava will occasionally she'll like, just be look, she'll like look at me or she'll be playing and she'll look at me and she'll come over and she'll like, like graze my, my face with her little hand. And she's like, daddy, you're so beautiful. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I was like, thank you. You're beautiful as well. Yeah. And then I was like, I love you. And then she's like, I love you too. And then she's but like, see, at, at this point, you know, she's too, you know, she means it, you know? Yeah. Like she's not, she doesn't know how to get, she probably does know how to get what she wants, but she's, <laughs> you know, she's, she's yeah. unconditionally loving you. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's, and a lot of times with the hustle and bustle of, you know, everyday life, we, we tend to lose sight of that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's why it's, it's good to, it's good to be at home with her and have this time with her because I know it's, it's temporary and yeah, we'll hopefully go to the both. It's temporary, and, but, yeah. but it's a time that you'll never forget. Yeah. And that's why we've been going to the bosque like in the mornings um, and just like walking and Poor thing, like I just like she wears her little mask. She's got the, a little mask, and we're mm -hmm. out there, and like 
no complaints like she's just so pure so like just like she brought home a an exoskeleton of a cicada the other day <laughs> nice and she she has it in the i'm sure ben would love this um, oh yeah she has it in this little box i made it it's this little home right i made a little cardboard yeah. box for it and uh and she just well it sits there at the table some nights with us for dinner and it's just like it's the funniest thing but uh yeah we have this cicada exoskeleton just roaming around as her new pet but <laughs> just little at least that, you don't have to feed it yeah. <laughs> and see she was so curious she was the one that found it like there we're walking to the bosque it was her and i and um she's like daddy what's this and i was like oh it's just a, like the flower it blossoms and they kind of dry out and whatever and i like glance around and i noticed more of them and i'm like wait what and i like bend down to like her level and i was like oh wait i said that's a that's a cicada and she's like oh and then it, I was, oh, what? yeah and then i was like well i was like it's a it's it's exoskeleton she's like oh exoskeleton and uh and just like yeah so she wanted to bring it home so we brought it and she didn't want to hold it like actually in her hand so we had to like break a little a little twig that it was on and we walked with a little twig of this cicada hanging off of it and brought it home and and it's been with us since but yeah you're right i don't have to worry about feeding it or <laughs> doing anything but how cool is that like i know what a cicada is of course we live here we see them all the time yeah. i don't remember the first time i saw a cicada or an exoskeleton mm -hmm. you know that's who knows when the hell that happened yeah. but <laughs> i i can remember when benjamin did yeah you know <laughs> And seeing him light up and learn something and actually seeing somebody learn something is like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's a cool experience. So, but yeah, um, I know like you're a, a busy dude and I just want to end with any final thoughts you have and um, any words of advice or wisdom that you could give us. And, uh, but yeah, I always appreciate talking to you. It's good hearing. Your oh voice. yeah, man. we uh, we could keep going on this thing forever. <laughs> I I was looking at our time now, and I'm like, this is the longest one that he's done. Yeah, and we could keep going. I'm not and even I, afraid. I'm not even. I'm not gonna even put any like edits or anything in this one. We're just gonna let it ride. Oh, hey, that's what we do. Slow that's and steady it. ride. So. All organic, baby. That's all. That's <laughs> what it's all about. Cool, man. Um, I, if anything, you know, I just you know appreciate everything that you've done. For us, you know, listening, being on our show, setting cool. up the shop, doing the the logos that you've done. I'm wearing yeah. my my DOP POD shirt right now. <laughs> so I I thought maybe you'd be able to see it, but oh. I got all dressed up for you. I can it's see okay. it. <laughs> Next I can time. see it in spirit. Yeah, no, you but to, you have to text me a photo. I will. No, for, for you, especially, man, just keep doing what you're doing. Like you have everything in you to the creatively and the drive that it takes to do something like this. Of course, you're already, you know, making waves with the, you know, 17 episodes that you're going to be releasing. So that's humongous and, and that. just, just roll with it. And as always, if there's anything that I can do to help, you know, it, as little as it may be, I still don't, we're still learning no. as we go, you know, and that's the cool thing about getting, you know, a community of us together and doing this because we learn from each other. For sure. You know, I see I see your guests and I'm like, hey man, we could do something like that too, you know? Yeah. So it's it's just one of those things that, you know, I'm so so I don't want to say proud, 
you know, like a dad, but I, it's just cool <laughs> to see you doing your thing. It really is. Well, you are and, a dad and, for, and you can be proud. So you can. Right. You can yeah. <laughs> dad proud. There go you put go. my new balance on. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, for anybody else listening, I mean, so most of the, all the people that you've had on your show completely dwarf anything that I've done in my life. You know, it's, oh, no. it is what it is, but it's just, it's, it's a never too late to try something new yeah. and to find, to find a passion that who knows what's going to happen with, with our podcast, you know, who knows if we get, you know, 10 listeners a week, I, I, that, that was never, ever uh, a selling point for us doing the show. It was just something to do that we wanted to do and that we found a passion for. And it's yeah. never too late to find a passion. You know, I never really knew what I wanted to do, you know, until I had kids and I knew I wanted to be a dad. And then after that, it evolved into I want to try to get a voice out there or other voices out there to to hear what people go through. And it's just, it's ever changing. It, yeah. it evolves every single day. For sure. Cool, man. Well, as always, much appreciated. Much love to you and the family. Yes, Guys, sir. Thank you so much for, for joining me. And um, yeah, send send a big hug to Natalie and the kids. I will. Yeah, you as well on your side. All right, cool, man. Well, we always talk about when this thing's ending, you know, we'll, we'll do this the right way. For sure, yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thank you and uh, take care. Yeah, brother, you as well. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to High School Days. And thanks, Richard, for joining me. It's always great talking to you. I want to bring up something that Richard mentioned about the shirt that he was wearing. You can still go to latendita.threadless.com and you can purchase merchandise that helps support local businesses, nonprofits, and in this case, some podcasts here in the Albuquerque area. Again, the website is latendita.threadless.com and all proceeds go towards those organizations, nonprofits, and podcasts. You can also reach out to us at highschooldayspod at gmail.com with any questions or comments. And you can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at highschooldayspod. Take care until next time. Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound like a like a, a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Hey, that's the songbird <laughs> of our generation. 